0: Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm James Elvin Palato for MediaMonarchy.com. Double standards like this just bring corporate media hacks into further disrepute. We definitely have that story. Plus, Biden hearts glyphosate. But first, self-driving cars will stop for police, roll down your windows, and unlock your doors. Pretty stunning stuff from Mass Private Eye, the National Institute of Justice... The RAND Corporation and the Police Executive Research Forum want to give law enforcement real-time access to autonomous vehicles. This, of course, could only be in the land of the free. Last month, this so-called expert panel identified 17 high-priority law enforcement needs for autonomous vehicles. As you can imagine, some of them are pretty disturbing research on technology that enables law enforcement to communicate with vehicles in automated mode, but allowing law enforcement access to a vehicle's authorization really is just a fancy way of saying they want backdoor access to an owner's personal information. So if you thought the automated license plate readers, Alpers, were invasive before, just wait until like a year or so from now when they send officers all kinds of personal information related to the vehicle's owner or owners. Police working with auto manufacturers to help them identify which embedded telematic surveillance devices they should have access to obviously isn't about public safety. It's about money as mass private eye rights, and I would say that's what it's about at the very least. Law enforcement's desire to have backdoor access to autonomous vehicles data couldn't be any clearer. As the panel purpose and process section explains, law enforcement looks at autonomous vehicles as evidence sources. As the expert panel so eloquently stated, police need to have the ability to securely communicate in real time with these evidence sources. Because to law enforcement, autonomous vehicles means lost revenues, and this is why they want access to a car's windows, cameras, and microphones. Or as they said on technocracy.news, if such a device is operational, you can be sure that criminals we'll learn how to hack it. And of course, as we've noted before, the gang and the government, there's no difference. Autonomous vehicles, expert panel lists top needs for law enforcement as the dawn of driverless roads inches closer. That from .gov, as we will include the links to all those 17 scary points. So I guess it's the idea that driverless cars can't or won't make mistakes except for, you know, the times where they run over pedestrians or kill the driver. But besides that. I guess no mistakes, therefore, means no more ticketing for bad driving. That sort of, for me, buries the whole police state lead. But I'll throw in one more complication of the car before I throw it to you, James. You know, since we hadn't mentioned the scandemic in, like, you know, minutes here. From August 2020, and this comes from the UK, car insurance horror wearing a face mask while driving can see policies invalidated, which is extra ironic given... What the CDC said four months before that, in April 2020, drivers should not wear masks while driving. So I don't know if this fits into our sort of Kafka-esque bonus round, but that headline, Drivers Should Not Wear mask While Driving, CDC, April 2020. James, will that fit on a bumper sticker?
1: <laughs> Probably. So on the note of the autonomous vehicles and the report, I hope people will go and read it. It raises some actually interesting questions, including the question of uh, in the future, in, in the transition period that we're going to be in over the next several years between mostly non-autonomous vehicles towards mostly autonomous vehicles, uh, there will be that period where, for example, law enforcement, how will they know what cars are autonomous and what aren't, and thus how to interact with them when, for example, pulling someone over or directing someone around a downed power pole or whatever, and they lay out some of these issues in that report. But as you say, I don't think money is the underlying issue towards this. No, it is about utter and total control over every single moment of your life. Every action you take, everything you say, everyone you interact with, everywhere you go will be completely and totally monitored and controlled from a distance in the not too distant future. And I think the best way to articulate this to the heart of thinking is to lay it out in black and white the way that the scam works is to introduce the wonderful technology that's going to make life easier in various ways and hey it probably will it'll make your life more convenient and easier in a a number of different ways and then little later down the road they'll introduce the idea of oh but this will also be used for control in various ways so I think the best way to approach this is if you have a piece of technology introduced to your life, think of the worst way that that can be used directly against you to collect data on you, to monitor you, to stop you from doing things, and know, absolutely 100% know for certain it will be used for that at some point in the future. So if you have one of these emergency systems, you can talk via satellite in the case of emergency to some, you know, uh, oh, help, I need an ambulance. You should know that that service will also be listening into every conversation you are having and feeding that data directly into the NSA. Maybe not now, maybe not today, but it will be used for that in the future and the government will find a reason, a justification at some point. Well, these terrorists were plotting something in their car. So now we have to listen into everything that everyone's saying. And it sounds outlandish from our perspective here, but fast forward a few years and the right news stories to lead people along through the problem reaction solution. And most people will go, oh, of course, they have to listen to everything we're saying. And in the case of the autonomous vehicles, it'll be, well, of course, the of course the law enforcement needs to be able to take over your car and, and stop it and roll down the windows and unlock the doors and do whatever they need to do in order to make sure you can't go anywhere. Of course, because that's how we get the bad guys. And the things that seem outlandish today will be just total banal normality a few years from now. And as an example of that, I offer into the record my, uh, a, a video that I think we had cause to mention a few months ago on New World Next Year when you were talking about uh, V2V and all of that stuff as your prediction for 2021. And I I did point people back to my very first edition of Propaganda Watch, which was about your Kia's guide to your driverless future or whatever, that ridiculous Kia commercial, which had the evil hook who was trying to keep the autonomous vehicles from the people, and he was defeated by... Peter, and Peter Pan and his sidekick Tinkerbell. And uh, how did that story end in that ridiculous, stupid fantasy sci-fi commercial? Oh, because uh, Hook actually gets trapped inside his own vehicle and driven to the police station. Yes, that is, they're telling you, of course, this is where it's going. This is what it will be used for in the future. And hey, you know what? Sometimes it will get the bad guys, the real criminals, and yay. But, in that one percent of one percent of time, you don't have to worry about it. But oh yeah, you you didn't take your you didn't take your experimental medical injection, or you didn't you didn't say the right thing, or you, or you oh you said bad things on social media. We're gonna drive you to the police station. You scoff at it now. You will not be scoffing at it a few years from now when it becomes mundane reality. You'll be saying, "Of course, it has to work that way."
0: James, you remind me of a game we recently invented on the Morning Monarchy. You know, like Simon says, we've basically come up with something called, ah, science says, so if you do the wrong thing or don't make the right action, oh, oh, science didn't say, I would love to see that picked up by folks. Again, laughing at tyranny is one of our best tools. I guess that's like you said, man, it maybe used to be about money. And, of course, we've always known about cops and the quotas and they've admitted it and that, again, I think that might be part of the old Dead paradigm in a lot of ways. Part of many of the things that have been destroyed. Maybe that ship sailed along with the digital dollar that's coming in. James, classic cars, much like physical media, will continue to matter and become that much more important for folks. You're basically, if you want a, tar- a car that's not going to spy on you, you pretty much need to go, like a lot of ways, pre nine eleven. So, from killer cars to malicious media, our second story this week on New World Next Week, Reuters, BBC, and Bellingcat participated in covert UK funded programs to weaken Russia. Another pretty barn burning report from. Barnstorming—I forget what we do with barns—but from the gray zone, as again, everything we say and mention always included, sourced and cited, down in your show notes. If you don't feel like you can share this show with the last couple of friends you might have left, as I always say, James, on my morning shows, like just share the links, then man, don't have them get turned off by my crazy ranting and raving. Just give them the links, and hopefully the horse will drink some water. The UK Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Sponsored Reuters and the BBC to conduct a series of covert programs aimed at promoting regime change inside Russia and undermining Russia's government across Eastern Europe and Central Asia. This all according to a series of leaked documents. They show the Thomson Reuters Foundation, and of course, if you want to really hide your misdeeds, you create a nonprofit or a foundation. Thomson Reuters Foundation and BBC Media Action. Participating in covert information warfare campaigns aimed at countering Russia, working through a shadowy department within the UK FCO known as the Counter Disinformation and Media Development, CDMD. The media organizations operated alongside a collection of intelligence contractors in a secret entity known simply as the Consortium. Through training programs of Russian journalists overseen by Reuters, the British Foreign Office sought to produce an attitudinal change in the participants, promoting a positive impact on their perception of the UK. Chris Williamson, I think kind of in a lot of ways putting his neck out here, a former UK Labour member of Parliament who attempted to apply public scrutiny to the CDMD's covert activities and, of course, gets stonewalled on the grounds of national security. He told The Grey Zone, quote... These revelations show that when MPs were railing about Russia, British agents were using the BBC and Reuters to deploy precisely the same tactics that politicians and media commentators were accusing Russia of using. The BBC and Reuters portray themselves as unimpeachable, impartial, and authoritative source of world news, but both are now hugely compromised by these disclosures. Double standards like this just bring establishment politicians and corporate media hacks into further disrepute. James, like they say on Twitter more and more often, these materials may have been obtained through hacking, and we will link you right to them. Operation Trojan Horse, undermining Russia. James? Yes, and we
1: often exhort people to go and read these articles that we're talking about, and in this case, I double, doubly, very much, absolutely implore you Please go and read this article for the remaining people in the audience who actually read, and I know it is a dwindling number, but if you do read, it's not a, it's not a slim read. It is a very long and very detailed and, and very voluminously sourced article that goes into a lot, and including the background of previous editions, essentially, of this This overall operation that's been going on for not just years, when you look at, for example, the UK FCO and its uh, shenanigans in Syria drumming up um, support through the the mainstream media, but going back even to the 1960s and 70s with the UK government using the BBC as a cutout to fund uh, covertly uh, uh, the Reuters uh, uh, news uh, wires in order to to slip favorable reporting on certain stories and, and shape the reporting back during the Cold War era. So, I mean, this, this has a, a long pedigree that they go through in this article in a great degree of detail. It is worth your time and attention to go through this and to understand what's happening here and to... Hold your breath and wait for the response from the fact checkers at, say, the Thomson Reuters Foundation, because, of course, Reuters fact checking is is a thing. And wait for them to respond to this by saying, but no, all these documents show is, yes, we've been working with the FCO, but only on programs to help train those poor Russian journalists about our beloved, wonderful British media and ethics standards so they can become better journalists. That's all we were doing. And uh, of course, the lie to that is instantly given by the fact that if this were a mirror universe where it was some sort of Russian, uh, the Russian government working with totally neutral and independent Russian news organizations in order to train American and British journalists about how to report on Russia and to shape their attitudinal changes and all of this uh, rhetoric they're employing, do you think that everyone would just go, oh, well, okay, never mind then? No, they'd go, see, it's the Russian meddling, it's the Russian meddling. But in this case, since it's British meddling, totally fine. No problem. And of course, this goes into all of the usual su- suspects like Bellingcat and others, who obviously funded by the National Endowment for De- Democracy, U.S. regime change operation. Um, but uh, all, all sorts of other things uh, that, uh, that, that people wouldn't necessarily expect to be associated with this, including random YouTubers who are being secretly, uh, Russian and and Central Asian YouTubers who are being secretly uh, included in these um, and being trained in how to cover up their financing and send payments internationally and stuff so that they never get found out that they're working with Western agencies in the name of promoting media uh, uh, freedom and and, uh, democratic uh, reporting or whatever garbage nonsense rhetoric they're using. So again, Please read this report. It is voluminous. There's a lot of material in there, and I hope um, people will start to uh, to apply this knowledge of these ongoing media operations that are being exposed—not quite in real time, but pretty close—in the past couple of years. Here, here we have actual documentation of these types of operations ongoing. And uh, keep that in mind when you are watching the BBC or reading Reuters. You know you are listening to enemy um, weapons transmissions, essentially. These are propaganda landmines that are designed to explode in your mind. They are working uh, specifically to undermine foreign governments and, and all the rest. This is what this media is being used for. And here's documented proof of that.
0: And meanwhile, ourselves and our colleagues are being kicked off of platforms. For daring to raise questions about whether it's politics or the medical martial law or any of it. That's, again, the extra bit of irony and hypocrisy put on top of this. Again, I would implore folks to send these links from this episode to the folks who probably need them most. So, again, James, as you're saying, this is a bunch. Even when you go to the link of leaks, you realize you're not scrolling down the details. You're scrolling down lists of links to massive other details. So again, send all these to your friends uh, while we still have a chance, I suppose. Finally, on this New World Next Week, episode 442, we have been doing this for nearly 12 calendar years. But now the drone bombers have pride flags on them as Biden pushes Colombia to restart the glyphosate spraying program, particularly enraging James as, spoiler, there ain't no upside on this New World Next Week episode. We grab this one from CommonDreams.org after a six-year halt. And it's weird to think about what was six years, huh? The, I'll, I'll remember later. After a six-year halt, Columbia plans to restart the toxic aerial spraying of glyphosate on coca crops as early as next month, drawing most welcome support from U.S. President Joe Biden and sharp criticism from 150 regional experts who wrote to Biden, quote, your administration is implicitly endorsing President Trump's damaging legacy in Colombia. On March 2nd, the Biden administration welcomed Colombia's decision to restart its aerial coca eradication program in Biden's first annual 2021 International Narcotics Control Strategy Report. The government of Colombia has committed to restarting its aerial coca eradication program, which would be a most welcome development. As a quote from Biden's, uh, of course, he's you know he's fully behind it. He's not just the doddering old front man in front of it all. <laughs> Colombia halted the controversial spraying program actually in 2015. In 2018, Colombia's then-new president, Ivan Duque, vowed to resume the program but has yet to restart the aerial spraying. The country faced increasing pressure from the United States to restart the program. Former U.S. President Donald Trump told Duque at the White House on March 2nd, 2020, quote, you're going to have to spray. So we'll include the links to the 2020 INCSR Volume 1 Drug and Chemical Control as submitted to Congress. But meanwhile, James, I guess I've probably done this these last several years. As this is not the first new puppet we've talked about here in the States. As I think I've noted many times, I don't make it my day-in, day-out business to talk about which puppet president and what they're doing. What they're doing is probably the same thing the previous puppet criminal was doing. So I think it's mostly in the early days and months of, of any sort of transition, I like to just lay out the just bare hypocrisy that, again, you might could send links to your friends. So meanwhile, on top of this, just doubling down on the worst aspects of the drug war, Biden eyes first major tax hike since 1993. In next economic plan, this increase would totally help pay for the $2 trillion scamdemic stimulus package that doesn't really do anything for the scamdemic. Biden aides disclosed their corporate ties. Talked about this on the morning show. Biden's top White House staffers previously consulted for a ride-hailing company, Lyft, and figured out how they could maneuver the laws in California that were being proffered. Uh, who else? General Electric. AnyVision, a facial recognition firm whose technology has been used by Israel to surveil Palestinians in the West Bank. And of course, let's not forget billionaire philanthropic foundations like the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative and Gates Ventures. Those are just some of the staffers that are under Biden now. Those staffers do not include all the ones that were fired by the Biden administration for weed. Several staffers were informally told by transition officials that some marijuana use wouldn't be overlooked, only to be told later, yeah, you're going to have to resign. Finally, GOP senators accuse Biden of breaking law, sparking humanitarian crisis at the border, as we have noted before. So, again, send those links, I guess, to those last two friends you have left who you still deal with who are stuck in the two party illusion. This one, the Columbia glyphosate spraying, James, as we talked about, of course, Mexico maybe getting rid of it, getting rid of GMOs, getting rid of glyphosate, growing weeds. Sounds like they want some regime change. This is I, I think particularly odious. It's sort of like sort of like how the. US government poisoned alcohol through prohibition, killing thousands of Americans. The fake cure is always worse than the alleged problem, James.
1: Yeah, I mean, case in point, the war on drugs itself. And you're you're quite right. I mean, th- there is no happy, feel-good story in this edition of New World Next Week. In fact, we often talk about not unmitigated good news. Well, in fact, this week, I think we've got unmitigated bad news. And maybe that's the, the theme of what's going on here. But yeah, spraying glyphosate on the coca crop to get rid of that cocaine that the Cocaine Importation Agency later brings into the U.S., obviously, as we know, the CIA dealing the drugs and importing the drugs. So... Uh, the war on drugs is a is a is a fake. It's a phony from top to bottom. Even if it were moral, which of course it isn't, and uh, and here's another aspect of that. It's like layer upon layer of horror to it. Yeah, let's spray glyphosate all over it. Yay! What could go wrong with that, right, guys? And then you have well-meaning, well, at least the 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 drone bombs have flag, flag uh, pride flags on them. Ty- types of people like Anna Arjona of uh, the uh, poli-sci professor at Northwestern U, who they. Uh, tweet quote tweet tweet quote uh, in this common dreams article saying so much is wrong about the war on drugs aerial spraying of coca crops is one of those policies that cause human and environmental harm while also being inefficient hoping the B- biden harris administration will listen to the evidence and change course yeah let's all hold our breath and and hope <gasps> And then, you know, of course, we all die. Um, th- ridiculous. These are the people who uh, were f- t- uh, a few months ago, yay, whoa, hope it change, yay, whoa, everything's going to change. And as you point out, it's the continuity of agenda that is worth pointing out in times like this. The uh, I-, I agree with you. Uh, at the beginning of any re- re- new regime, it is good to show, oh, it's just the same old regime. It's the same overarching agenda because this is the time when people are most primed and they most remember what they were saying a few months ago. No, everything's going to change, man. This is is it. This is it. And then, oh, wait. Oh, absolutely nothing is going to change. On the tax uh, hike story, I think that the buried lead in that story is uh, Yellen, old Yellen coming out and admitting, yes, the U.S. is now actively working with the OECD on essentially the creation of part of the global tax grid, which I've been ringing the alarm bell about for years and years and years. And I know it's not a sexy story and no one seems to care, but this is part of this is a cornerstone. Stone in the erection of the real, actual, functioning global government that they are bringing in. The global tax is an exceptionally important part of that, and it's done in exceptionally eye-wateringly boring treaties and agreements with the OECD and other other organizations. Ah, who cares? Whatever. You know. Oh, but there's a tax hike coming for domestic U.S. Yeah, okay. But here's a real story of global tax grid coming into view. It's extremely important. So I am, in fact, going to be highlighting that and other pieces of this continuity of agenda between President Trump and President Biden in uh, a podcast that I'll be releasing hopefully within the next 24 hours, but don't hold me to that. But anyway, in the very near future, talking about things like that and what we can glean from the tea leaves of uh of secret secret insider anonymous whistleblower documents that i've uncovered about the biden regime secret super secret plans guys it's really secret so you guys can can get all excited about it and spread it to everyone you know because it's all secret
0: (laughs) you remind me of you remind me of a lot of things but you remind me of something i was thinking about again on the morning show you're talking This is the time when people might really sort of remember, remember the hypocrisy because it's still hopefully fresh in their memories. They just willingly went into a booth a couple of months ago to sign their name on the dotted line to support more murder and mayhem. Will people, this is maybe more of a scandemic question, maybe in just a rhetorical question, James, are people going to try and act like they didn't freak out like authoritarian Stasi if and when this subsides in any way? Are people going to try and act like, oh yeah, man, the corona, oh, that sure was a funny couple of months. Good thing we got over that." I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I've wondered about that if people are going to try and sort of downplay it as time goes by. I think they probably will. Uh, James, as we wrap up this episode 442, I'll remind folks, I stream at mediamonarchy.com slash listen. I get support at mediamonarchy.com slash join. That's about the simplest I can put it, James. Yes, and I get
1: support at corporateport.com slash members. And more importantly, perhaps than all of that, we get support when you share this information with, as we say, your two remaining friends who will listen to you. (laughs) But even then, yes, if they don't want to listen to me or you, fine, great. Just send them links to these articles and things that we're pointing out. There is important information here. I hope people out there can help to spread it and we will continue to do our job to bring it to you week after week. James, thank you very much for uh, sharing these stories with us. Looking forward to talking to you again next week.
0: All right. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.